0: Five counties, one big sports show.
1: Sports Beat Roundup.
0: With COVID-19 pandemic, sporting events are being called off around the country and indeed the world. However, one prize fighter is still continuing his preparations for what he hopes will be a massive night shoreside. Ring Kings 2 takes place on Saturday, May 9th, with Craig McCarthy's rematch against the Ricky Hatton train Chris Blaney topping the bill. He spoke to me last week in studio about the event. It's round two for you in a way to pardon the pun because mm-hmm. you you obviously took part in Ring Kings 1. I was only looking at the footage of it there this, uh, today, this morning. Yes. Um... I suppose, having participated in the first one and having headlined the first one, how excited are you now to be heading into another one?
1: Genuinely, I am more excited about this one because for the first one, it was my third fight. It was headlining a massive show like that. I was I had a lot of anxiety. Mm. This time around, I'm more matured to the game. You know, yeah. I've adapted into it and it's just... It feels better. I'm mean, be- i in better headspace, you mm. know. I've done a lot of work on myself that way, so I can take a lot more of it in this time, you know.
0: What do you mean about kind of done a lot of work? Are we talking sports psychologists or is it just something yourself? Um,
1: personally, I wasn't a sports psychologist. I went off on a healing journey in a retreat, ayahuasca retreat and um, a buffo DMT retreat. And, you know, that's just centred me so much in every way, shape and form.
0: Brilliant. Um, I suppose, yeah. To tell us a little bit more about that, because it's such an unusual path. You know, yes. sports people are so focused on uh, down one the line. Uh, you know, it's it's basically if it's not if it's not worth it for the mm-hmm. fight that I'm not doing it. But it was something that you wanted to do for yourself. That and
1: that's I totally get that. Each to their own. Yeah. Do you know? And I was putting, how do we say, all my eggs in one basket before, and it wasn't working for me on my other life and everything I've done so I put all my energy into one thing so something else is going to fall apart mm. and now I feel I just feel centred I'm I'm trying every day is a struggle You know, we all have our struggles every day as do I and I'm just getting more balanced with everything with my kids with, with everything like, like, like this journey here towards Ring Kings I'm so centred mm. I'm relaxed in what I'm doing I, I'm not full of anxiety and not nervous and overthinking anything about tickets there's a lot of work with the business side to it and it's just the flow because I have my daily flow in order each day through whatever forms I need to get there through meditation through a walk through whatever means necessary what works for me
0: It's it's, I'm glad you mentioned uh, that because I was going to ask you about the like you said obviously the last time Ring Kings came around it was your third fight the thing about moving from amateur to professional isn't even the boxing it's the actual promotion It's yes. uh, there's so much pressure on one pair of shoulders you're selling tickets you are the everything man aren't you
1: yeah exactly you are the everything man <laughs> wow what a what a choice of words <laughs> but that's it do you know and like I've said before it's it's a lonely journey but I feel, I can feel everyone's energy now I feel things so much different like I literally they're the words I feel everything I'm feeling absolutely everything I know I'm not on my own. Mm. So team McCarthy, yeah. That's it exactly. Mm. Because I've so much people around me, so many good people. And I'm feeling I'm feeling what they're doing. Not only really am I seeing it, seeing it is one thing, hearing it is another, but feeling it. So I know I'm not alone. Do you know
0: it's so important to have such a great team and I think it's really interesting because I had uh, Reese in here not the second time he came in with Neil but the first time yes. and he was really singing your praises because he was saying you know for a young fighter to come in to have somebody like yourself your experience yeah. it must be great from your point of view to be able to help a young boxer who you would have seen almost yes. a very very similar situation
1: absolutely I I won't say I know what he's going through but I have been there we all go through it differently so I'm here to help him and just speak to him and give him my two cents. Uh, maybe it's something to him, maybe it's nothing to him, but he really appreciated what I say, uh, what I'll do for him. Any way, I, any way I can help that man out, I will. Because, mm. you know, he's he deserves it. This is his time also to shine and let me tell you, he will. I, seen, I, seen, I was at his debut and what I saw from the amateurs to his debut, mother of God, what a different man. Mm. An absolute different man in every way, shape and form, boxing related. You know, it was... It was incredible.
0: He seems to be in a really good place. Um, I mean, and it seems that um, Dylan as well is in a great place over it. Over in uh, Liechtenstein, um, we have some really, really good young fighters coming up through men and women in Waterford, and yes. it's just it's such a rich landscape now, isn't it? Here,
1: yeah, that's exactly it. Exactly. So Dylan has a massive fight coming up, and wish him the best. I'm sure he will do his best, and he will get through it. You know, mm. like Waterford boxers. Oh my god. It's a, it's inc- it's crazy. We've yeah. Rohan now as well, and the he's fighting this week as well for, uh, and I'm sure it's, there's a type of another step up for him. He's on fire as well. Yeah. So this is crazy. We're all feeling each other's energy. Let me tell you that we're all feeling. We're all rooting each other on. it's, it's something. Wow, it's written in the star.
0: Yeah, and it's brilliant. I mean, to have... uh, We were talking about Ring Kings. That was the first professional bout in Waterford since 1948, I think I'm right in saying. Yeah, so, I mean, first of all, to bring it back. And now to to say that, you know, there hasn't been another 70-odd year wait for the next one. It shows that... And, and, you know, to have it in a venue like the WIT Arena, it's going to be massive.
1: Exactly. And such big fights and Yeah. you know, like, it's... It's amazing for me It's to, to look at how far we've come from the last rankings to this rankings. Not only now, I'm fighting for a title here in Watford. Right? I don't think my dreams have ever been that big. So genuinely, they, they probably haven't. No, they haven't. They haven't. And not only that, yeah, I'm fighting a great fighter right? that I will win. Very, very, very comfortably I, I will win. I can't see him lasting 10 rounds of me. Mm. And not only that, Ricky Hatton is going to be here in his corner you know yeah. that is mental man that is <laughs> mental I travel all over to watch him boxing he's the man do you know what I mean he's the enemy now right Ricky is the enemy but after this fight he's the man do you know what I mean I love him
0: so you'll, be, you'll be knocking out his fighter and then asking for an autograph after yeah something like, that, something like that sorry Ricky I'm sorry man
1: but get your autograph do
0: you know um, uh, Chris Blaney is the guy you're your, your yes. fighting it's a rematch, rematch and yeah. you guys um, I saw the pictures after you guys both either in some state afterwards it was Master. an absolute yeah. slog between the two of you
1: that there was exactly what it was you know my wrist was broke two weeks before that fight I couldn't do what I wanted to would get on my toes and box around because I had, I had to put it on him I had to put the, the pressure on him I brought him into my fight the dog fight that's what I wanted because it's what I needed in that time with my hand you know I couldn't step back for two seconds I kept going forward the pain I won't say the pain went the anxiety went after two or three rounds of this wrist being broke Mm -hmm. and we just got through it I feel I won I feel I won five rounds out of eight you know he'll he'll say different Mm. you know he's a liar but uh, (laughs) 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 he's you know obviously obviously he's going to say different but May 9th I'll prove him and everyone else different you know I will win this Irish title
0: you said you've been praying for a rematch you've been Dreaming of a rematch yes,
1: absolutely, and to Dream. have it at home,
0: uh, what well, you'll be oh. no shortage of a home support anyway when you go take them on.
1: That's a fact. That's a fact. And you know, dreams do come true. It, mm. it that is fact because here it is. Mm. So, you know, here it is. Do not miss this show. That's not me just saying come down and support me. I'm telling you now. This is go- this is Las Vegas transformed to a like, waterfall transform Oh my God, mm. the production going into this is phenomenal. The, the fights on this card, they're not just ordinary fights. These are big-ass fights. Mm. They're big fights. It's a big show. It's going to be the biggest show ever in the Republic of Ireland. It's just massive. And and, and who knows, maybe this will be the last event ever in Waterford. Mm. So my advice is to hit me up for a ticket. Or if you're a Reese fan, hit Reese up for tickets. And we will... We will entertain ye and not only us but the whole production. You're going to be blown away. You're going to be in awe of everything, start to finish. May 9th with Arena, artist champion, BTL. Built to last, baby. Tracking
0: Wexford FC on Sports Beach Roundup.
1: This weekend was due to be the beginning of the Women's
0: National League season with Wexford-Judes set to host DLR Waves at Freycarg Park. However, with the FAI banning all football activity until April, it pushes a long enough off-season out even further. I spoke to manager Tom Elms before the FAI announcement was made at IT Carlo. It has been
2: a long long off-season, a long pre-season, and the, the bad weather we've had doesn't really help. It drags it out that little bit more, but... Um, yeah, we we kept in touch with players during the off season, and we made sure you know that they're on programs. But it's it's also important that they get a break. It was a very long season last year with our with our trip away to Lithuania. Um, you know, a lot of planning goes in around that, and then obviously the the cup final in November. We're um, still building up towards that, and even just on the on the back of that, there's a lot of work that goes in in terms of going around and meeting in different groups, which is really important because they've obviously give you their support and they want to, you know, want to see the trophy, want to meet the players. So there's a lot of work still to do. So it's it's kind of very close to Christmas before you really get to switch off. Yeah. Um, so it's important that that everyone gets an opportunity to switch off over Christmas. But um, you know, in the new year, it's it, you do very early starts to start to look at making plans again and and preparing for for the season um, starting. And obviously this year as well, with we would not really knowing when it was going to start. Yeah. Was it? there's a lot of drama there with the with the National League and the FEI and what, what was actually going to happen and clubs you know applying for licenses and so on but look we're there now and like you said it's the eve of the, of the first game of the season and we're really looking forward to it
0: I suppose 2020 is a strange year for extra dudes women in the fact that you won't have Rihanna Jarrett up front for you the first time. Um I suppose first of all you probably as disappointed as you were delighted for her to, to go over and have that opportunity now playing at Brighton.
2: Yeah, I mean look we, we always knew it was gonna happen and, and Rihanna was very open about what was happening and she kept us in the loop and we knew very kind of, you know, not early in the season but midway through the season, you know, we, we knew that she you know things were, were happening and um, she was starting to look and, and, and she had an agent working for her and, and things like that. and That's completely fine she was very open and honest about it and and you only wish someone the best for all that but um i think people people forget that um that rihanna's really kind of only had the last two seasons with Wexford really where she's really people you know people forget that and even last season you know going into the cup final she was injured Mm -hmm. um start of the season she was really only getting her fitness up Uh, and it was an absolute fantastic year for us um Last year, there you know where Rihanna's probably had her best season. As a team, we probably didn't. Probably mm. didn't, and I think sometimes you can um, you can probably rely on certain players too much, and maybe a, a mindset of a couple of our players might be you know you've got someone like Rihanna up front. She's always going to grab you a goal. She's always going to do this. So if we're to look at it from a, a positive positive side of things, is that a lot of players are gonna have to step up now? Um, they're gonna have to you know make sure if we're gonna go and win games, every player's got to. Know, improve their own performance a couple of percent and, and that's only going to have a, a good effect on the whole team. Would you like someone like Rihanna in there? 100%. But you've, you've got to make do with what you've got. And The club has been so successful um, since the league started um, and a lot of that success came when, when, when Rihanna wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we've got to think that way. Uh, so we, we wish her all the best. The door's always open, absolutely, and she knows that. Um, and she, look, she keeps in touch with us an awful lot. She's very good that way. Um, but yeah, we've we've got a we've got a um, we've got to carry on, um, and other players. Simple thing is, other players have to step up, um, you know, and, and uh, take responsibility. And and we've got the players to do that. I'm sure we have. Tell us a little bit about
0: the off season. You talk
2: about bringing in players. What kind of players have you brought in, or what have you managed to do in, in the off season? Yeah, we've, we've we've been quite proactive. I think we've we've had to be. It's the it's probably the first time in a long time where we've we've got a real issue. Um, a good issue, but in terms of you know what players are going to play, and um, it's, it's going to be very interesting for us. Um, we've we've, we've brought in a couple of um kind of maturer players. I mean, Sinead Taylor is coming to us. She would have played in National League for a number of years with, with Galway and Shells. and I know she kind of dropped out for a while and she had a bit of an injury, but she, she's back in training with us. Um, we told her to, to you know, do things at her pace, um, and we're quite fortunate enough to. To have kind of a link here with IT Carlo and the facilities here and we've linked in with the, the sports science department here and, and it's absolutely fantastic the you know the support structures we have and, and you, when you can offer that to players there's no excuse so we've told, told Sinead you know do things in her own time she's going to put the work in the program's there for her and she'll um, she's definitely a big prospect she can score goals she knows where the goal is so we're, we're very excited about that um, young Keisha uh, Tobin from Waterford so she would have played for the Waterford football team for a, a number of years she would have played uh, football for for a number of years but she just decided to go with the Gaelic and I think she was playing on the senior panel um, straight away at a young age and look she got in I know she's on one of the ETB courses in Waterford but she, she got in touch and she was looking to get back involved and she came in look she's very comfortable on the ball. she's a good player but I think if that if that, if that can kind of be that process can be a smooth transition um, you know, without feeling it too much. I think obviously last year winning the cup really helped us with that. Really helped keep the girls um, you know, they, they stay staying positive and so on. So it was we still look at it as a as a positive of the season. As what well, as long as much as there is areas that we, we we know we need to improve on. But this year we'll be looking to go and be competitive again and, and obviously look to have our name on, on something at the end of the year be, be really important as well
0: you've mentioned that, that word commitment time and again over the course of our chat just is that something that you've sat down and you've talked to the girls about this season off the back of you say you know I know there were issues with commitment I suppose last season you felt so was that something that you've laid down the marker on now or do you think it's just something that needs to happen naturally
2: um, I think look I think it's it's exposing it's exposing people to best practice uh, people don't know what best practice is until they're exposed to it or they know, know about it and one of the things that kind of Really uh, engaged me with the club, and I got involved. Was the, was the, the way they train, uh, and their commitment towards training. It, it's fantastic, um, but I think one thing we had to really work on is is you know they don't just come to us to train and, and get fit. There's a lot of stuff they need to do in their own time, and we've quite a large catchment area, and logistically it's very tough. Mm. Um, so you know we do two nights a week in Carlo due to that, which is fantastic, but. We put a lot of stuff back on the girls in terms of their programs when they're not with us, um, the work that they need to do, you know, sometimes double sessions on days where they might need to get something in early in the morning and just getting that change of mindset Uh, and it's been fantastic. We've got girls now that are with nutritionists, uh, with uh, S&C coaches before when i came in that was unheard of mm. um they would look at you strange if you said that you needed to go and you know see a nutritionist and talk to a nutritionist about your, your schedule and your diet and when's the best time to eat for you around that schedule because we're training quite late and you know what's the you know right things to eat and so on and exp- you know exposing them to to that environment and, and a lot of them have really talked to it quite well so we'd like to wish Tom Elms and his squad all the best whenever their season
0: does get underway. Um, one of the things that is getting underway or did get underway this week and, and was completed was the Cheltenham Festival. Uh, last week we spoke to Darren Norris from the Irish Examiner previewing it Um this week, we're joined in studio by Mark Phillips, a local racing expert. And I suppose, Mark, um, the big story of the week is Album Photo, a second win in a row. Um, a fantastic achievement.
3: Fantastic achievement. It's very hard to record back-to-back victories in a Gold Cup because it's, a, it's it takes an awful lot out of a horse to win it. But Willie has been very careful in planning the preparations for Album Photo. Last year, he had his prep run in Tremor. Uh, and w- which he won and then he went on to win at Cheltenham and he did the same this year again he won the big race at Savile's Chase in Tremor on New Year's Day and came straight to Cheltenham and you saw the result there yes it was a fantastic victory
0: uh, Yeah I mean and it just shows you the chel- uh, Tremor again like we talk about and I know it, as we say it's a small course and it has its difficulties I suppose but to say that in the last two years it's you know really album photos form a lot of people even in the build up to the race were saying well he won in Tremor again so I'm back him. It's, it's a real kind of gold standard isn't
3: it for us, it is indeed and it's fantastic for Tremor they're getting maximum publicity out of the whole thing because Willie keeps mentioning that he had the prep race at, at Tremor and I could I also say that there was another winner yesterday that also won in Tremor and won for Willie Mullins won his maiden hurdle in Tremor so, so that's Sant Rye is the name of the horse and uh, it's fantastic like you know for small course like Tremor country course you know but uh, it's always in the limelight for different reasons but uh, this is real positive for it
0: yeah absolutely and I suppose a good week for Waterford Racing Henry de had doing well. Um, we were watching, um, uh, it was the Coral Cup novice chase, I think, and it was, uh, unfortunately, it was um, Men Indigo, Indo, sorry. Yeah. Um, and he was just, she was just pipped right at the last minute by Champ with Barry Geraghty. That's right, that's right. Um, he came out of nowhere. <laughs> absolutely nowhere, yeah. It was one of the races of the week, I think. Uh, brilliant race, but like, just a brilliant week again for Henry de Bramhead and again for like Rachel Blackmore she does not she
3: can't put a foot wrong at the moment No they had two winners the first day and then they had plenty of placed horses as well I think her ride on Honeysuckle was, was just magic she crept up the inside of Robbie Power there Robbie didn't think uh, I say he thought it was only one of Willie's horses coming up his inside and he was riding for Willie Mullins that day so he politely pulled aside and by <laughs> there was a small gap there but boom Rachel went for it and I think that was the winning and losing of the race uh, the course on Honeysuckle which they beat the hot favourite Benny de
0: yeah, and I mean there's a lot of there were a lot of um, I suppose surprises like um I mean album photo's one of the few that actually was kind of tipped going into it because even the Queen Mother champion chase we saw a huge amount of horses pull out, Chak and Persuas pulled out. Um you know, so I suppose it was Altier kind of, pulled out. Altier pulled out as well, of course. So it's it's um it was kind of a strange week
3: wasn't it? It wasn't. Uh, de so looked an absolute certainty then in that particular race in the yeah. champion when the two major players came out of the race but uh, he just didn't perform and you knew I'd say after half a mile it, the horse just wasn't performing on the day. It can happen. We all have off days. Animals can have off days as well. Unfortunately we can tell one another about them they can't speak to us, so let us know. Um, Paisley Park was a huge um, disappointment in the cha- in the champion hurdle. You got a 50 to 1 shot won it. Listen to Gar Oscar. Whether he should have been 50 to 1 or not is a big question because the last time he he, he met paisley park there was only four or five lengths between them right. you know so he wasn't he was probably overpriced on the day a lot of people would have backed uh, paisley park would have at the banker for the week but look these things happened unfortunately
0: yeah it was a, it was a real week for the bookies um and i suppose it was a strange week generally um i suppose and i wanted to get your opinion on this because it is obviously i mean there's things being cancelled left right and center i know obviously when the week started it was in a very different place to when the week finished I just suppose do you think it was a responsible decision to, to hold the Cheltenham World
3: Cup the way they did it? Look there's and against it uh, Kevin uh, hopefully nobody will bring back any virus back to Ireland yeah. from it uh, but like the soccer matches went ahead last weekend the football the FAA, FAA didn't um, you know curb the, the uh, football going ahead mm. so I suppose racing they took advice from the government in the UK and from their health authorities and they were told to, to go on with it you know but, so uh,
0: Was there a case where they could have held it I know it's with the Gold Cup and everything, but the final day—I mean, at that point, it was apparent that it was going to be—you know—it had already been labelled the pandemic. Do you think they could have—they could have kind of closed the doors and just said, "Look, racing behind closed doors." The they could
3: night. have, but I'd say they would have had a lot of angry people on their doorstep trying to get in that day. You know, people—you yeah. buy your tickets mainly in advance for Cheltenham so people ha- would have prepaid the tickets as such, and uh, they could have done that. Yeah, they could have done it. But look, I said, probably one more day is not going to make a difference. You know what mm. I mean? At this stage, had it been next week, we'd say I don't think it would have taken place. Mm.
0: Do you think that's kind of affected, or put it kind of taint on it slightly? Because I know a lot of people like horse racing at the moment. You know, you're trying to attract new new supporters all all the time. We're trying to get people into it, but I know, I I'm I, from seeing what people's reactions have been to it. I think it's kind of damaged the reputation slightly of Cheltenham. Maybe uh,
3: I don't know. I don't know. Um, we we'll just have to wait and see. Like, hopefully this thing, we'll, we'll work our way through it and we'll get out of it at the, at the right end uh, next year. I think that'll all be forgotten about please God and everybody will go to Cheltenham and enjoy themselves. I suppose it's worrying times for entry coming up with the Grand National meeting in early April and then you have Punches Town follows on from that and Fairy House at Easter as well. I'd say they're worried uh, for the moment, uh, horse racing and greyhound racing is going ahead here in Ireland but it's behind closed doors as such. Uh, how long they can keep that going? I don't know possibly up to the 29th of March which I think is the cut off point Leo Varadkar spoke about the the other day, and I think it's going to have to be reviewed at that stage. But like, if things haven't improved at that stage, I can see just a shortle, uh, total shutdown uh, of sports as such.
0: And I suppose from your point of view, from speaking to people inside, particularly greyhound racing and 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 also the horses as well, what's the kind of light land? What are, what are people feeling about it? Are they are they are they positive that things will kind of go back to normal after the 29th of March, or are they? They don't
3: know. We're yeah. all in the same boat, uh, Kevin. You know. Uh, but look, they're grateful. Like a lot of people depend on their income every week from greyhound racing, from training greyhounds and winning prize money, etc. And, uh, you know, it's. I think it's a responsible thing to do for the for the fortnight that's in it that you do it behind closed doors. But if things haven't improved after that, I think we just have a, a total shutdown on sports in, in, you know, in general.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're already seeing that now and I suppose it's a fitting way to end what's been a strange sports beat roundup because we've spoken to two teams already that when we were speaking to them it was all guns go for, you know, all systems go and now they're in a completely different position. So, uh, Mark, look, thanks a million for joining us. Um, as ever, it's brilliant to get your insight. Um, hopefully, um i suppose on a closer things slightly return back to normal or we do see people uh, from a sporting sense but also uh, from a, a general sense and i suppose um i think uh, in the next couple of weeks we will see the impact that sport has because the, you know you don't realise what you have until it's gone it's almost true. yeah um, so I, I imagine but really we hope that you know anybody who's affected by it um, gets well soon that everyone takes the precautions that are out there and that you know hopefully as you say we work our way through it and by the time another couple of months comes around it'll be a chapter in history yeah
3: like we had foot and mouth disease uh, a number of years ago which affected uh, animals as such mm. and we didn't have racing racing was a total shock down for about three or four weeks until all that was sorted out. We may have to do the same this time around and people just need to be prepared for that.
2: Sports Beat Roundup on Beat 102 103.
0: That's all from Sports Beat Roundup this week on a weekend where sport is being cancelled across the board and is largely insignificant in the grand scheme of things. However, if you are looking for a sporting fix from across the southeast, you can check out this and every week's episodes by visiting beat102103.com forward slash podcasts. Stay safe and Trish is up next with Beat Anthems.